got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause win is expensive. I got expensive, cause win is expensive. I've been reading all the war. And I've been shutting out the stars. Yeah, cause when it rain, then it pours. Yeah, and I'm ready for some more. Welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the Freight Sales Podcast for Closers. This is a special audio-only podcast available to our podcast listeners. If you're not a subscriber, go up, hit subscribe right now. You can also subscribe to FreightCast, which has the entire library of FreightWaves podcasts in it. What the Truck, Great Quarter Guys, Freightonomics, uh, Long Haul Crime Log, to name a few. So you can go in there and and subscribe right now. Joining me today is Patty Inahosa from Cargo Quotes, and we are going to talk about the ins and outs of cross-border freight, specifically in Mexico, and you know how to be a consultant not only to uh, your customers, but also a great trainer for new brokers as well. So there's a lot of questions that, that remain out there about cross-border Mexico freight, and we're going to answer a few of those. It's going to be a lively conversation. And without further ado, let's go to the episode. So I'm joined today by Patty Inahosa from Cargo Quotes. And Patty, Patty and I have known each other for years. She's also one of my mentors in the freight world, one of my first bosses. She actually works for our first boss still at a different place, Kyle Golston, who uh who was our manager, but but Patty was my manager. She invited me to come down to Laredo, Texas for six months to do cross-border freight in and out of Mexico. It was a great experience. Great food, great people. If you've never been to Laredo, you will like it. I, I guarantee you that. Uh, but yeah, so, so Patty's taught me so much about freight and, and the business and about life, all of that. But we're going to talk about niches, and her niche is cross-border Mexico freight. She's been doing it for a long time, and she probably knows more about it than just about anyone that certainly that I know. Thank you for joining me today, Patty. My pleasure, Kevin. It's awesome to talk to you all the time. It is. It is. It's great that we still keep in touch. Uh, I, I I love this so this relationship that 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 we have certainly. Uh, can you introduce yourself to our of audience? Of course, of course. Like Kevin said, my name is Patty Inojosa. Um, I lived in Laredo for thirty four years, uh, involved in the business of freight forwarding and and cross border freight for many years that I don't care to display. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I currently work for Cargo Quotes under Kyle Goldston's supervision. I am the director of Mexico Sales and Operations and um, love doing what I do. Love doing what I do. You do. That, that is one thing that, that anyone who meets you will know immediately is that you do love what you do. And, um, and, and one of those things that you do and you do so well is train new brokers, newbies mm -hmm. that come into the field. You have, uh, uh, kind of a lot of mother qualities uh, about <laughs> you and, you know, having four, four children yourself, uh, it comes across, um, but you've trained a lot of people. And today we're going to talk about 
training new reps in, in cross-border Mexico and sometimes new customers as well. Training anyone, because a lot of times in that niche, you have to train your own customers, right? And that's Correct. one of the beautiful parts about that niche. Correct. Yes, yes. Um, and you said it right. I, I always joke around and I said, I never thought that being the mother of four was going to prepare me for this. You know, we talk <laughs> about delegating, you know, and training people on how to be independent of what they do and understanding all the ins and outs of cross-border takes a while. Um, a lot of common sense that sometimes yes. it goes over the head for some people, but um I love training new brokers. I love training new new people uh, and see them grow. You know, you do. I I do. I do. I always. I you think one do. of the things that I always keep in mind when I'm training somebody is that I'm always keeping an eye on someone that's gonna take my place when I retire, because I don't want to be that person that you know I'm ready to go and then who's gonna take over the ship, right? So I like mm -hmm. to always find that person and train everyone to see who has those qualities that, or oh, I can go on vacation and relax knowing that someone's oh, well trained. Yes. That is, that someone's uh, well trained to do the job. Yep. Yeah. Then that's something that, that freight brokers face uh, quite a, quite often really is not being able to go on vacation, not be able to do anything because you're going to be tied to your phone because there are going to be issues and issues that no one really knows how to deal with because there are, oftentimes really customer specific things that you know mm. because you work with these with you've developed this yeah. relationship you're working with that shipper day in day out and there are things that you run across that you can't really note down too much uh yeah. but but there are you know those, those little oddities that, that everyone has yeah certainly yeah so, so patty so uh, we're, let's talk about cross-border freight Let's talk about Laredo specifically and, and Mexico, northbound, southbound. Wait, what are, what are, what, what's something that you, one of your first things that whenever you're training a new broker or a new customer, right? Because there's a lot of times, and we, I mentioned it just a second ago, but there's a lot of times where, and those are the sometimes really good customers, right? Because they, they, they need guidance and you become a consultant to them because you know your area of expertise. So what's one of the, the first things, or maybe one of the first mistakes that you see that, that people don't think about um, when it comes to that? Well, I think one of the biggest ones that I've seen, and when you're touching about training the customer, uh, sometimes, you know, the person that had been doing it for many years with me moved on, and now we have someone new, and, you know, you still mm -hmm. have to, you know, show them the, the way. But one of the main mistakes that I see happen is not understanding the importing and exporting process, not just the freight, but the customs, mm -hmm. understanding that you have to be well, linked to a specific broker. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's do an intro one-on-one -on, -one on, on the process, because oh. so there's a lot of hands that, that touches that freight or, or the paperwork for it. Uh, it, it's not just a BOL and a, a pickup and a drop off, and it's just as simple as that. It's 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 a process. Correct, correct. So when I'm training somebody, I'm very um, and I learned this from someone um, analytical like Kevin Hill. I am very. <laughs> um, I like to put SOPs together. I want to train mm -hmm. someone and say this is the first thing that you need to ask. I already closed the sale. 
I did my asking, I, you know, my discovery, I did the whole, the closing. But when the first load is on in your hands, I like to train people to ask the right questions. And the biggest question is, which city are you crossing, right? What, which is the border point that you're yeah. going to use? When someone tells me they're going to Monterey, of course I know they're crossing through Laredo. But if someone tells me the load is going to Hermosillo, I may ask, are you crossing through Nogales or... Right. So one, that's one of the first things that I train somebody on the what questions to ask when you're getting your first load. So when when a shipper, you close the deal and then the shipping manager calls your logistics coordinator and say, hey, I have the first load ready. The logistics coordinator needs to be trained to ask the right questions as well. They need to ask who's a custom broker. That is a very, very important question that if you fail to ask, it's going to cost money. So the customer needs to know you have to have an implementation call with everyone involved to make sure that you understand the need. Because as a salesperson, you work really hard to close that deal. And then a not well-trained logistics coordinator can just flush it down the toilet. <laughs> down the drain or how is it say sometimes my Spanish gets in the way but yeah you know one try <laughs> and not asking the right questions they can flush it down the drain and it's frustrating for the salespeople you can yeah yeah, yeah you, you can you can do it really easily uh trust me I've done it before uh you know you have, you know, your normal domestic freight and you have the questions that you need to know, uh, you know, what time does the shipper close? So you don't get the layover. We were talking about that right before we, we hit record on, on this. But there's a myriad of, of questions whenever you're talking about cross-border freight, you know, customs. Then you have the dredge uh, across and then you have the pickup, you know, what Mexican carrier you're going to use if you're transloading, Right. Uh, which transloading yard are you going to use? You know, what's the, the cost for that? You know, what's the timeline? Uh, there, there's a lot of different, different, different questions that, that, that you have to ask on, on every load. Yeah. You know, and having the experience of being in Laredo helps because you mm -hmm. know that the load is picking up in Ohio. It's coming to Laredo. That's one carrier. Then we're going to transload it. And then we have to do the local delivery to the customs broker. That's another carrier. And then we drop it at the customs broker's yard. When it's ready, we're going to send someone else, which is a transfer company, to take it across. That's three. Who's going to take it to the Mexican carrier yard? So you have, on just one load, you have four loads that you have to coordinate, right? And mm -hmm. customers find it funny when I said, so who's your customs broker? And the, I've been asked, why do you need to know before you pick up who the customs broker is? So because I know their space. I lived in Laredo. Mm -hmm. I know who has a big yard. And if I'm bringing a 12 wide, uh, 35 long double drop, and they have this tiny warehouse and mm -hmm. this gate is really small, I'm going to recommend that you send someone from the customs broker to our yard so they can inspect and prepare for customs clearance, right? Because otherwise it's going to be right. But you need to ask those questions. Uh, you're going to have problems. You yeah, you're going to have problems because that, that could be a delay. Delay. I mean, we, we talk about, so you have Canadian customs, usually 
you know, yeah. you, you, it's cleared by the time you get there. Uh, Mexico customs completely different. You know, it t- it can take days. Usually, you know, one to three days. Three days is probably unless you're you have uh, if you do it quite a bit, then one two days probably. Mm-hmm. If you if you're not if you don't have an account set up with a customs broker and you have that preferred type of thing, it could be three, four, five days. You have detention on trailer okay. detention is a very big thing, and one little mistake in that process can add a day, two days, three days of detention time, which is very expensive. Yeah. In my experience, I can tell you that I had seen customers getting upset because I don't want to pick up until they have a custom broker set up for Mm -hmm. them to later say, thank you, Patty. Thank you. I said, if you want us to pick it up and just keep it in our yard, if that trailer is not making money, is going to cost you money. So why don't you get set up mm-hmm. first? Let me help you with the Mexican importer. Let's see how we can speed up the process. And then we pick up. Otherwise, you're going to be putting money just out there. But, um, and that's one you of are. the you're main things. You're going to be things. flushing it down the, the, the drain. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I make mm-hmm. a lot of emphasis training um, people on my team. I put a lot of emphasis on that. Yeah, because I, uh, yeah, yeah, I, oh yeah, I've 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 seen it firsthand myself. So I, I've made those mistakes, and you, if you do make those mistakes, you should learn from them, uh, because it's 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 just hell, you know, going through that process, you know, all the things that go wrong. Uh, one other thing that's really complicated that no one really thinks about, and if you're not involved in in cross border that much, is one of those five. If you're going if you're going northbound, it's the first touch. If you're going southbound, it's the final touch. It's lining up Mexican carriers because you just don't pick up the phone and start calling Mexican carriers. Uh, you know, you have to have a relationship with those, oh, yeah. uh, those companies. Uh, they're, uh, the, the logistics world in, in Mexico is is, is one of the, 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 the big money makers. And the, their capacity is, is pretty tight all the time. And... They're hard to find if you're if you're unfamiliar. They're they're hard to find, and uh, for for a lot of people, there's the language barrier as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's times when the customer decides just bring it to Laredo. I said, okay. So we leave it at their customs broker, and three days later, it's like, hey, do you have anyone that can spot an empty trailer? Because we don't have anyone. <laughs> you know, they wanted to say. Sometimes they think. Uh, the cost of the door-to-door, it's a little bit more expensive. And it could be, and it could be. But if you think about how much the customs broker is going to charge you for unloading and then loading it back up and the hassle of not having the trailer there. So, but, but you nailed it. I mean, having a good relationship with Mexican carriers. I mean, I, I take my carriers wherever I go. Wherever company I work with. Mm-hmm. Kevin, I still work with the same good yeah. Mexican carriers that you remember. I still mm-hmm. work and have a great yeah. relationship. Um, and it's part of the culture as well, because having a good relationship with carriers you send mm-hmm. is always important in U.S. or Mexico, right? Uh, but, you know, yes. with the culture in Mexico, you become compadres and comadres and, you know, you're invited to the weddings and it's... It's it's a cultural thing, mm-hmm. 
But but yeah, definitely having a good relationship and being prepared when you're doing a door to door transloading, because that's another thing. My team, when I'm training them, they forget that if we're transloading, they need to have an empty trailer in Laredo by the time the U.S. carrier arrives. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to have an upset U.S. carrier because he's not being unloaded and he needs to pick up another load going back north. That's not fun. That is not fun. And it's not, it's not fun, especially when you're. Yeah, and it's not fair for the U.S. carrier. It's either. not fun. It's not fair. Yep. No, it's not. And if you're in Laredo and you have your own yard and your own transloading facility, there's nowhere to to run and hide from that angry U.S. driver, right? Uh, the, you're there. It's your responsibility. Yeah. And that's a, a good learning lesson, too, because uh, they, you know, you, you, you do make sure that there's an empty trailer sitting there uh, because you don't want to go through that again. Yep. So you know, I, I think I've made all these mistakes. So that is, it's good. <laughs> well, I, they're, they're really fresh in my mind. At one point in our careers, I think we all did. We right? did, yes. But we, um, we did. what I can tell you, taking you from picking up in Ohio, um, mm -hmm. by the time we scheduled the pickup and confirmed that everything is good to go in Ohio, when you're selling, when you're moving for a custom for a customs from a customer in Mexico. And they tell you, yeah, go pick it up. You better make sure you call and confirm that that load is, a, is ready. Okay. That it's been paid for and that you can yeah. go pick it up. Because again, talking about layovers, you don't want the driver waiting there. But the day that you pick up, that's the day you contact the Mexican carrier and you say, okay, my Cleveland guy is going to be in Laredo in four days. I need to have this trailer. So you call your Mexican carrier and you say, hey, I'm going to need a flatbed, a step deck, a double drop, a stretch, whatever. You make sure that the transloading facility has the trailer available. Does it need tarps? You better need, let the broker, the customs broker, your people, the Mexican carrier that this needs tarps. Because it gets to Laredo, it's transloaded. Then you want to deliver to the customs broker who's not going to receive it if it doesn't have start. If it hasn't been tarp, they're not going to take it. And the stress mm -hmm. begins, right? They're going to call their customer. The customer is going to call you. What do you mean you didn't tarp it? Yes, it was tarp. Well, send me pictures. I mean, and you put yourself in, in a stressful situation that you should have pre-planned for it, Right. Then you deliver to the customs broker yes. fully okay. gift, gift wrapped. I mean, it's really, it's looking awesome. Gift wrapped. The Mexican carrier did an awesome job charping that load. Then you get to the customs broker and they say, hey, we need to inspect the load. Can you send somebody to remove the tarps? Because we need to inspect the machine <laughs> for customs clearance. Mm -hmm. Right? So there you go. Yep. You have yeah. to send somebody. I like to prevent this I, by taking pictures. Whenever the law gets to Laredo, we take pictures. If there's a plaque, if there's a serial number, if there's any paperwork, take pictures. Send it to the customs broker. <laughs> that way they can just lift up the, they know where the serial numbers mm -hmm. are and they just take pictures. But those are tricks of the trade that I like to teach my team. Yeah, that is a trick of the trade. That, yep. that is a trick of the trade. Uh, another trick of the trade, and I found out this the hard way too. I have a lot of hard way lessons uh, in, in life, I suppose, but is to double check the customs paperwork. Correct. 
to do that because uh, that happened to me once with uh, I, I think that I, I don't know who had it in error, but it passed through uh, passed through me in, in error. And I don't think the customs agent really checked the load because it passed through them with error with a miscount. Right. And it got to the drainage company and uh, to the customs uh, checkpoint on the international bridge. And the trailer was suddenly impounded. Um, and it was uh, it was a paperwork error. And I didn't really check the paperwork. I, I just assumed that it was good. And, uh, and we all know what assuming does. Yeah. You know what is kind of that? I think those situations is like um, Murphy's Law, where mm-hmm. the driver, the driver didn't check the paperwork. They told him he was going to pick up five crates. He has four and mm-hmm. some pipe. So, yes, five pieces. But then it goes to your yard yep. and then no one in the yard checks that or say, hey, Patty, the below lady says five crates and you don't have five crates here. Here, here are the pictures. This is a problem. Mm-hmm. But if no one, I mean, if the driver doesn't check, the yard doesn't check, the customs broker, big mistake, if this is on them, not checking, yeah. impounding the trailer, mm-hmm. you know, it's out of our hands. It's a good thing that once it's in customs, it's out of your hands for a moment, for, for three, five days, whatever long, however long it takes to mm-hmm. cross, right? So we, train our right. teams to send an email to the customs broker copying the customer and saying, hey, today we are delivering trailer one, two, three for your company ABC. Please consider that you have three, five days for delivery, for, for crossing the border, for customs clearance, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is the, com- the Mexican company that's going to do the interchange. This is their SCAT code, the CAD. These are the plates. Da-da-da. Let us know if there's anything. But we copy the customer. Because by experience, we also learned that mm-hmm. we took it to the customs broker. Three days later, the customer is saying, hey, where's my load? I was like, what? We delivered three days ago. Well, nobody told me, well, check with your customs broker. So lesson learned about 15 years ago. And I said, uh-uh, never mind, never again. I always copy everyone. I over-communicate, over-communicate. I mm-hmm. don't care. <laughs> You, you have to over communicate because there's so many people involved, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are literally, you know, you have the customer, uh, well, the, the shipper, the consignee, maybe a third party is the actual owner of the goods. Uh, you have customs, you have the U.S., you have the Mexican carriers, you have the the local local driver driving over the bridge. Uh, mm-hmm. Who else am I leaving out? I mean, I'm probably leaving out somebody, you know, and that's. Now, that's just yeah. off the top of my mind. There's probably other parties involved in, in some respect, right? Yeah, and no, there's a lot of hands involved in just one load. The, there are, especially on southbound. On northbound, northbound's a little tricky, too. It, it's a little bit simpler. There's not many steps involved. There's still Correct. not many hands hands in the pot. Um, but but just getting capacity coming northbound is, is a challenge. <laughs> uh, you know, getting it to the right location and kind of some of the loading uh, the, the, it can be a challenge just just in that but once that's done it's it's probably much easier or much simpler i should say once once the freight's on the trailer getting it into the u.s than it is on the southbound side yeah you you totally nailed it it is northbound is 
just dealing with capacity, communicating with the Mexican carriers, the same thing, making sure that the load is ready, that you got the right dimensions, mm -hmm. that you got it, you know, the same thing you do for every load. And the border crossing, very simple. You just got to make sure that they have the right SCAC information for the paperwork, that the entry mm -hmm. is right, that the documents are right, and and that you have the U.S. carrier to haul it as soon as it crosses, because that's usually how northbound freight rolls, right? It, I mean, as soon it, it already clear customs. It when is, you, yeah. When am I going to get my goods? So it is. It is a lot mm -hmm. of um, a lot, lot less stress on the northbound for sure. It, it is one of the stress points because customs process, and 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 you can go into the customs process here. Uh, Along with, because I can't remember it freshly in my mind, but it was a much simpler thing. I, I think um, I, we, we didn't handle that much. It was someone else handled most of it. But it's, uh, the transit time across a bridge can be very problematic as well. And uh, that reminded me, making sure that you had a U.S. carrier there, because that, that timing of of getting the load across a bridge where the, there could be lines and delays, <laughs> it could be two, three, four hours, right, to, to, to go through that and to, to time that up perfectly take this is more of an art than a science. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and it's the unknown. It's the unknown because there's many... Um, Things that can go wrong on on the Mexico side, coming from um, the systems and customs went down. So now the mm -hmm. line of trailers goes from one mile to ten miles, right? They're just piling up on the yes. highway. Mm -hmm. They're not going anywhere, and you have the U.S. carrier waiting for the load. So we mm -hmm. have. That's one of the things that I have. Coming back to training the customer, that's one thing that I have to mm -hmm. go in and train the customer on the process and letting them know that we understand that it's a rush, but we are going to dispatch the driver as soon as the load clears customs. Once we get the green light and the transfer company says, okay, yeah. green at the bridge, we're on our way to the yard, then we start dispatching the truck. If the customer says, nope, I'm going to pay you to have the driver there waiting, we'll do it. For sure, we'll do it. We'll have the driver there waiting mm -hmm. for for the load, definitely. But uh, but that is the, the biggest problem that you will have on the northbound, that the lines to cross can mm -hmm. be affected by customs issues, by, unfortunately, the violence that happens in Nuevo Laredo, um, Anything de that gets delayed is hours, and and that is that that probably is, the most hours. stressful. Yeah, yep. and and another thing that, that everyone should be aware of are the holidays, right? So so check your holidays because there's there's many more holidays in, in Mexico where customs is closed for a full day or a half day than there are in the U.S. and there are. Uh, besides Cinco de Mayo, there there are many other holidays that uh, most of us aren't familiar with whatsoever. Yeah, the, it's good to have the Mexican calendar, to have the holidays. Uh, one of the most, most important ones is Holy Week and Christmas. Because mm -hmm. like right now, Holy Week is coming up. A, what is it? Last week of, or first week of April, I think, or last week of March. I'm not sure, but it's coming, right? Because we're already mm -hmm. um, in it. So if you want to move an oversized load in Mexico during those days, consider 
uh, last week. Don't attempt to pick up a piece that is 12 wide or 14 high or anything out of the ordinary because it's not going to transit the normal times. You can pick it up. We can keep it in our yard in Mexico. And once the road restrictions are lifted, then we can get on the road. The same thing with Christmas. You know, people want to move mm -hmm. oversized loads and they don't understand why the load's not moving. So I, another part of the training, train the customer, train the, the coordinators. You know, it's like if a customer asks you to pick up Definitely. the day before the restriction starts, make sure you tell them that, yes, if it's important that we pick it up, we'll pick it up. And we'll bring it to Laredo, but it's going to stay in Laredo until the road restrictions are lifted. Otherwise, there's nothing you can do. You know, I had customers telling me, can you just give someone some money to make it happen? Like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it seems sometimes, you know, that's not how we work. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, I, thank you so much for uh for for your time today, Patty. It, it's been a pleasure. It's always is. I'm going to have you back on because this is we, we could talk we, we could have hours of content just about Mexico, right? <laughs> you know, hours of funny stories about the office back in the yeah, day. Yeah, we uh, failed to talk about your time in Laredo and you know how much fun we had with you in the office. And you, yeah, I, you Spanish. Talk to everyone, yes, <laughs> of course. Let's do this yes, I can still write Spanish emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll have you back on. Uh, how does our listeners? Uh, how do our listeners reach out and contact you directly? Learn more about Mexico. Contact you about freight they may have. Of course, anytime. My email is very simple: patty at cargoquotes dot com. It's p a t t y. Feel free to reach out. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm Kevin's friend. So I'm here just if you're just looking for advice. I'm willing to help. Great. Thank you very much again, Patty. And thank you to all our listeners out there. If you're not subscribed to the, the podcast, put that coffee down, the Freight Sales Podcast for closers. Do it now. Do it now. Leave us a review. It helps us out tremendously. And until the next episode... Take care and uh, make that margin, right? Hasta la vista.